This week's parsha begins Boy El Pare. Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu it's time to redeem Klal Yisrael from Mitzrayim because Vegamani Shamati is Nakas Bene Israel. And I also heard the groans of the Jewish people. The Egyptians are tormenting them. As the Chavetz Chaim, Vegam Ani Shamati, what's the and I? Who else besides Hashem heard their screams? Who heard their anguish first that Hashem says Vegamani and I also heard them? Says the Chavetz Chaim, you know who heard them? Other Yidden. After a hard day of back-breaking labor, they were crying out to their fellow Jews. And they truly felt their brother's pain. They sympathized. They commiserated with each other. They weren't just concerned for themselves. They also cried out for their brethren. So Hashem said, Vegamani, and I also heard their cries. And the Chesed continued. The Pasuk says, alu When the Jewish people left Mitzrayim, they were Chamushim. What does that mean? Sarashi so explains, it comes from the word Chaymesh, one-fifth. Only 20% of the Jewish population were Zoichet to leave Mitzrayim, while the other 80% died during the plague of darkness. The Targum Yonis and Benazil gives a very novel interpretation. Chamushim means that everyone went out with five children. That would be a dream scenario for the Egyptian Census Bureau. However, this interpretation doesn't add up statistically. How is it even possible that every family had exactly five children? As we know, Jewish women in Mitzrayim gave birth shisha bekerasechat, sex tuplets. So that's six babies per birth. So they must have had a lot more than five children. So the Ber Yosef gives a remarkable interpretation. He asks, when 80% of the Jewish people died during Makas Choshech, what happened to all their children? Suddenly there were hundreds of thousands of orphans. Who took care of all those little children? Says the Ber Yosef that every one of the remaining Jewish families, the 20% that stayed alive, adopted these Jewish orphans and raised them as their own. So every remaining family adopted four families worth of orphans. Therefore, when the Targum Yonison says that each family exited Mitzrayim with Chamushim, he doesn't mean that everyone went out with five children. Rather, everyone went out with five families worth of children, their own children, and the four other families of orphans whose parents died during the plague of darkness. Now the math is perfect. It is an even more extraordinary act of chesed when you consider the fact that they just left Egypt and they were entering into a period of uncertainty, heading into a desert. They didn't even know how they were going to sustain their own family, no less additional children. And because of these chasadim, Hashem said, V'gamani shamati as nakas b'nei Israel. Acts of Chesed was the impetus to set the wheels of Geula in motion. In examining the Pasuk, we find a strange expression. V'gamani shamati as nakas b'nei Israel. Nakas. We hardly ever heard that phrase used. What does that mean exactly? So Rav Pinkas in his Sefer Sha'arim B'Tfila discusses many different types of Tfila. He says, there are 13 modes of prayer. Rina, Za'aka, Shava, Tza'aka, Pegiyah, and so on. So what's Na'aka? So he brings a Zayr. The Zayr says that Na'aka is a groan, a prayer without words. It doesn't convey any specific request. A Yiddish It's not a structured fila. It is simply a reaction to something that hurts terribly and causes distress. The Yidden in Mitzrayim epitomized Na'aka. They were under such duress, they couldn't even verbalize their requests. 
the Maggid, Reb Shapsi Yudalevich, recounted a fascinating story that appeared in the secular newspapers. It was about a seven-year-old boy from Colombia. His parents were so destitute, they couldn't even provide for his basic needs. One day, they left the little boy on someone's doorstep, hoping that he would be cared for in that home. Fortunately, the boy was taken in by that family and they adopted him as their own. But the little boy missed his biological parents immensely and wanted to be reunited with them. The boy started writing a letter to his parents, but he didn't know their address, so he decided to write a letter to God. He wrote, God, please return me to my parents. I miss them terribly. Please help me find them. I miss my mom and dad. I miss my home. I miss my siblings. Life for me is so painful here. Please give my parents the money they need so they can provide for me. He seals the envelope, he dresses the envelope to God and drops it in the mailbox. When the letter arrived at the post office, it was brought to the postmaster. Not knowing what to do, he opens the letter and reads it. He concluded that this must be an authentic letter. He decided to track down the author of the letter so he can help the child. He hung up posters, he took out ads in the local newspapers, and it attracted media attention. After an extensive search, they located the boy. They helped the parents purchase a home and reunited the boy with his parents. When the postmaster finally got to meet the little boy, he asked him, If you wanted help, why didn't you write a return address on the envelope? And the boy replied very innocently, I didn't think it was necessary. God knows where I live. Vegamani shumatias nakas Israel. We don't need to write any letters to Hashem. We don't even need to enunciate our requests. Na'akas b'nei Israel. One erlech yiddish krechts can move heavens. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.